Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. I am a Christian. 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 Well, hello everyone. It's so good to see you today and we're glad that you are here. We're glad you're watching online or you're in the room. We're so glad that you're here. Wow, what a week it's been. It's been a little crazy uh, week, but we are glad to be together in God's house and in coming to you wherever you are today. You know why? Because we're in a series that's called I Am a Christian. And if there's ever a time in our world that our world needs to see Christians, it's now. And we need to be Christians. And so I actually have a declaration that I'm asking you to make. It's called our 2021 Declarations. And I want you to pull out that card that you have as you received on your way in. If you're watching online, you actually can find this card uh, wherever on our app uh, through uh, your program. You can find it or you can find it on our website as well. But what I'd like for you to do is take it out, and we're going to begin to read those. And so let's say the first four words out loud, and then I'll read the rest. Ready? Come on. I am a Christian. I am a Christian who connects with God daily through prayer. That's what Christians do. I am a Christian. Let's say the next four words. Ready? Come on. I am a Christian who grows by reading the Bible and by gathering with God's people. Because I am a Christian. Let's say the next one. You ready? Come on. Let's say those first four words. I am a Christian who serves in my church and my community. That's the, the next one. Let's say it. You ready? Come on. The first four words. I am a Christian who shares my faith and resources generously. And the last one, let's say it, our declaration. You ready? First four words. I am a Christian who exists to give people an opportunity for a better life through Christ. And that is exactly who we are. We are Christians, and that's what God's called us to be. And he's called you and me to be alive at this time in order that we might share our faith with the world that is hurting so bad, that is so confused right now. But God has called us to be a Christian. You know, as I begin to think about uh, the things that are, are going on in the world, I would definitely say that there's been many times throughout history that people have looked to people to lead them and and we've had great leaders in the world, and they've made statements that have stuck with us throughout our lifetime. One of those was during World War II, a guy by the name of Winston Churchill who said these words, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. And those words we still remember to this day. You know, uh, when we landed on the moon, that Neil Armstrong made the statement that one small step for man one giant leap for mankind. It was a great and glorious time in 1969 when that happened. And then we remember the speech of Martin Luther King Jr. who said, I have a dream. And that has ignited a flame within all of us. And then we remember also the statement of, of Ronald Reagan when he was standing in Germany and he says to Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And those words that we have heard 
all throughout our lives. And, many, and some of us who are alive when they, when they happen have resonated within us and given us strength through those seasons that we're in. And the, what I'm telling you today is that those words are great, but they cannot lead you forever. But there is a word that has been given, that's written down, and it's the words of God that have been written down, and it's called the Bible. It is the Word of God. This Word has led us, led for generation after generation after generation. It has, it has led through pandemics. It has led through uh, crisis after crisis after crisis, family crisis, financial crisis, world crisis, nation crisis. This Word has been there to lead God's people through those crises. And today, as we begin to continue our, our series there, I Am a Christian, I want to talk to you about why you should read the Bible. The title is, Why Should I Read the Bible? Why should I read the, the Bible? Because many people today are wondering that, why should I read the Bible? I want to, tell, I want to start off with, with a verse that's in the Bible that tells us the exactly why we should read it, and then we're going to break it down. It's 2 Timothy 3 and 16. Look what it says. It says, all Scripture is God-breathed, and it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work, to do every good work. I have this statement that I'm going I'm to put up today that I hope that you will remember the rest of your life, and it's about the Bible. And it says this. It says, the Bible, I read, God breathes, and I live. Let's say it together. You ready? Come on. The Bible, I read, God breathes, breathes, and I live. That's what happens when you begin to read the Bible, as we just read and so I want to break this down for you. Why should I read the Bible? Here we go. The first thing is this, is I want to read the Bible because reading the Bible gives me life. It gives me life. Adam and Eve, you know, Adam didn't exist and Eve didn't exist. And God had created the heavens and the earth. And God created this planet for mankind, by the way. God built this treehouse for us. He, he built this for us. That's, I want you to understand that. He built the world for us. And God reached down and into the dirt that he had created, and he formed out a body of a man. And when he did that, the Bible said that Adam was formed out of the dirt of the earth, and, and there he lay, just a form, like you would go to the beach and make a form of a body. And, but God did something else, as God breathed into the nostrils of Adam, and he became a living being. Look what the Bible says in Genesis 2 and 7. It says it this way. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a what? A living being. It was the breath of God that gave Adam his life. Understand that. It was that Adam was just dirt, but it was God's breath that made him a living being. It's the breath of God that brought life to us. Psalms 33 and 6, it says this. The Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. Now, notice this last part. Why don't you read it with me? He breathed the word and all the stars were born. It was God's word of God's breath that spoke into the solar system into existence. The heavens be, began because of God's word and God's breath. The solar system stays in place today and has for thousands of years because God spoke it and God's word and God's breath told it to stay right there in place. And what I want you to understand today is that 
Your words are your breath. Your words are your breath. You know, when, the way I'm forming words right now is because there is, there is air that is coming up out of my lungs. And that air, that breath that's in my lungs is traveling across vocal cords that God created, by the way. Isn't it awesome how God created our bodies? And that air is coming across my breath, it's coming across my vocal cords, and it goes out. And as it comes out, it forms words. So every word that I speak is my breath, and every word that you speak is your breath. And what I want you to know this is that your breath is your life. Would you agree with that? Without no breath, there is no life. So your words are really your life. And it was God. I want you to know that God's breath, it was God that spoke his word, and his word is his breath, and God's breath is life. Did you see that? It was God, God when God spoke the words of the solar system to be in place, it was God's breath that created the life. When God breathed into Adam and, and he breathed in and said, become a living being, and God breathed into him, it was his breath that brought him to life. It's God's breath that is God's word that God breathes that brings life. Under it's God's breath that brings life. And the reason I share that with you is because our opening passage in 2 Timothy 3 and 16, notice what it says about God's word. He says, all scripture is what? God breathe. When you read the Bible, it is like God breathing into you life, bringing life to your body and to your mind. Every time God breathes on something, it comes to life. Every time it comes to life. That word breathe life means that God, God breathed into that which had no life and it became life. Did you notice that? God breathed into that that was no life, and it became life. Like that clump of sand, Adam was formed into dirt. It was just dirt. Adam was dirt until God breathed life into him. And every time that you get into God's Word and you read God's Word, it's like God's breathing life right into your, to your spirit and your mind. And what, that, what the hope is is that because when you're reading God's Word, it speaks exactly what you're going through, through that difficult time that you're going through. It doesn't matter. You can open up the Bible and read Genesis 1 and 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And it's amazing how the, the Spirit of God will begin to move into your mind and your heart and God will begin to breathe into you life and to the trouble that you may be going through or the difficulty that you're in. God's Word is God breathing life into us. And that's why I always say, it's never, whenever you read the Bible, it's never about what you're getting out of it that matters the most. It's about what's getting into you that matters the most because you're getting life inside of you. Every time you read the Bible, you're getting life. God's breath inside of you. You're getting strength for another day, hope for tomorrow, comes through God's Word. And so on the screen again, let's say it. It's coming up. You ready? The Bible. I read. God breathes. I live. And that's exactly what we need in 2021, is that we have to learn that, that we need God more than ever. And listen, you can't, if you put God's word on the shelf and you do never, never open it and you never pay attention to it, then no wonder you're going to be stressed out. You're going to be worried. You're going to be anxious. You're going to be fearful. You have all those things. Why? Because life is leaving you. And so the best thing that most of us can do is take a breath right now. And that means to open up God's word and let him breathe into our life, the words of life. The second thing is reading the Bible teaches me what is right and wrong. 2 Timothy again, look what he says. 
All scripture is God-breathed and useful to teach us what is true, makes us realize what is wrong where in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to what? Do what's right. You hear me say it all the time. I've said it for years. You can't do better or be better until you know better. And there's some things that are never going to get better in your life until you get the breath of God flowing in your life through his word that teaches you what is right. See, you're going to keep doing wrong until you, until you learn differently. Because, like, there's patterns that maybe we picked up from our friends or we picked up from our parents or we picked up from our grandparents or we picked up from a coworker or whatever. There's things that they do that maybe we picked up and we started doing and we say, well, I don't like this about myself and I don't know why this keeps happening. I don't know why I keep having this problem. And the problem is, is you keep doing the same things hoping for a different result. And that's called insanity. So you have to get into God's Word that God's Word can get into you and God will teach you the right way to live. And let me just tell you something. That's when you become a righteous person. It's when you do what God says is right. You become righteous in God's eyes. It's righteousness. The Bible is the Bible. God's word never makes you weaker. It always makes you wiser. And that makes you stronger. Did you hear that? The Bible. I'm holding it right here in my hand. The Bible. God's word never makes you weaker. It always makes you wiser, and that makes you stronger. It gives you a power that you've never had before to be able to stand in difficult times like these. And right now in 2021, there's never been a time that God is calling on all his people, his Christians. I'm a Christian. He's calling on you, if you're a Christian, to stand up and stand in God's word and stand by God's word right now. It's not about anything else right now but God's word. This is the B-I-B-L-E, the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. I want to tell you, Jesus said this. As a matter of fact, Jesus, uh, right before he went in, into his earthly ministry, he was baptized. You know, Jesus went out, he was baptized, and it said, the, it said when he was baptized, the father spoke. And said, I, this is my son. I'm so pleased. I'm so well pleased with him. And then the Bible said the Holy Spirit come down in the form of a dove. And we see the son. We see the Trinity right there. The father spoke. The son was in the water. And the Holy Spirit come down in the form of a dove and rested on Jesus. And right there, right after that baptism, the first thing that Jesus did was he said, okay, to prepare myself for what's coming my way, I've got to go into the desert. He said, I got to go get by myself and I've got to fast and pray. And Jesus went into the desert and fasted 40 days of pray with uh, fasting and prayer. That's what he did. But let me just tell you something. When you decide that you're going to fast and pray, when you decide that when Jesus was fasting, the devil was tempting. Did you hear that? When Jesus was fasting, the devil was tempting. And the first thing the devil did was come to Jesus. You know, he started telling him, you know, well, why don't you, why don't you just go ahead and worship me? Why don't you just bow down and worship me? He said, I'll give you everything in the world if you'll just worship me. And Jesus said, no. And then, you know, he told Jesus another time, he's like, you know, well, why don't you? Why don't you, you know, uh, throw yourself off this cliff and you're really the son of God. He tempted with suicide. How about that? When he, when he was fasting, he said, why don't you throw yourself off this cliff? And if you're really the son of God, God will raise you back up. 
And then he said to Jesus, listen, if you're really, really, you know, if you're really hungry right now, why don't you, if you're the son of God, why don't you just turn these stones right here, these big rocks in the desert, why don't you turn them to bread and have you something to eat? And Jesus said this to him. Look what Jesus said to Matthew 4 and 4. This is what he said to the devil. Jesus said, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from where? The mouth of God. Jesus was telling the devil and everybody else that God's word has a last word in every decision he makes. It was God's word that would have the last word in every decision he makes. Now, here's the deal where you and I are living today. Who's going to have the last word in your life before you make the decision that you got to make? Who's going to have it? You know, is it your BFF? Who's going to have it? Is it that boyfriend or girlfriend? Is it that mom or dad? Is it that, is that son or daughter? Who is, who is it? Who is that person on social media? Who is it that's going to have the last word before you make the decision that you need to make? Because whoever has the last word in your life has the power over you, and they are ruling your life, whoever it is. And Jesus said, God will always have the last word. And again, we're fasting. We're starting our fast tomorrow. We'll be in this auditorium for those that want to come at 6 a.m., and we will be praying. We will be worshiping God and praying. We're starting our day off right for the next 21 days. And I want to challenge you, listen, and if you cannot be here with us, I, I did a template of the Lord's Prayer in the book that I just wrote called the, the Perfect Prayer. But you can also find that on our website as well, that you can pray the Lord's Prayer every day through the 21 days. I want to encourage you to do that. Now, again, so Jesus had the last, God, he said, God has the last word. So I can ask you a question. Who's going to have the last word with you? Is it going to be the pressure of your friends? He says, I know what the Bible says, but who's going to have the last word? And I don't know about you, but I've decided that over everybody in my life, God's going to have the last word. Hebrews 4 and 12 about the Word of God. The Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It cuts all the way through to where the soul and the spirit meet, to where the joint and marrow come together. Now notice it. It judges the desires and thoughts of the heart. If you listen long enough to a lie, you'll believe a lie. If you, know, if you begin to think about that long enough, if you contemplate that lie long enough, then all of a sudden you're going to convince yourself that that lie is true. And what I'm, what I'm trying to, what the Bible does for that, it helps us to understand what truth really is. And if you believe a lie, if you think about a lie long enough, you say, well, everybody else is doing it, and this is what everybody else is doing, and you all of a sudden begin to dismiss God's word and say, well, God understands or whatever, then you're going to, you're going to find yourself living in a lie. And what happens with that is that all of a sudden it becomes a stronghold in your life. You're like, I don't understand why I can't move forward in my life. When there's something that you're doing that's out of God's will and because God's word bears it out, it's out of God's will, then my friend, it's going to hold you down. You can never be who you were created to be as long as you're living outside the parameters of God's word. You can never be who you were created to be. You'll never be. And so... It'll become the stronghold. It reminds me of, a, of, a, of an elephant. I, I've seen this illustration years ago, and I never forgot it. How that that elephant 
is actually is huge. And when it's smaller, it is chained to a little stub. And that elephant will continue to pull, 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 pull when it's a little elephant and it can't get away from the stub. And so finally, it believes a lie that I can't break the stub, that I can't get away. And so as the elephant becomes big, all of a sudden it becomes chained. And there's a picture of an elephant that, that's chained. You can see that. And if that elephant really wanted to, right now, that elephant could take off and break away from that. But it, you know what? It bought a lie a long time ago. It believed a lie when it was young that I can never be different. This is, you know, this is the way I was born this way. I was created this way and I was weak and this is stronger than me. All of those things that the world will tell you, it holds you down. It becomes a stronghold in your life. And that's exactly what happens with the elephant is that it holds it back. And I want to challenge you to let, get in the Word of God and find out who you are in Christ. That you are more than conquerors. You're more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. You can do all things through Christ. And listen, your life doesn't have to be the way that it is. It doesn't have to go the way of your parents' life went. It doesn't have to go the way of your sister's life, your brother's life. You can be different. You can change your whole family tree by getting into God's Word. And I want to encourage you to do that, to get in God's Word. You know, uh, the question I have again for you is this. What lie have you been believing? What lie have you bought? What lie are you telling yourself? Because if it's outside of God's word, it is a lie. It is not the truth. It is a lie. You see, what I understand is the Bible is like any other book. It's unlike any other book because as, as we read the Bible, it reads us. Did you see that? As we read the Bible, it reads us. It's through God's word that we learn the truth of God and we learn the truth about God and we learn the truth about us. Did you hear that? Is it, it's, a, it's a reflector of me. It, it, when I begin to, begin to look into God's word, it looks into me and it shows me who I really am and that I can make the changes. I never will forget, oh, years ago when I was mentoring a young man by the name of Jalen and... Uh, you know, his mom had been divorced a long time, and he was the youngest of four children. And he asked me this question one day. He said, he said, Pastor Jeff, how long you and Miss Rhonda been married? And back then, it was 20-something years. And I told him, I, ever, how many, I can't remember exactly, but it was 20-something years. And I never forget, he turned around and looked at me. His eyes got big. He said, 20 years to one woman? How do you do that? <laughs> How do you do that? And you know, here, the simple way that I can tell you that the only way that's been true for me is because I, I've had a habit of getting up in the morning time early, the first thing, and letting God speak to me before I speak to anybody else, even before I speak to him. And, and I can tell you that, that that's helped me because, you know, there's been times that when I've thought about stepping out of line that God's Word put me back in line. You, you, you hear what I'm talking about, everybody? There's been times that I, I've thought about stepping out of line, but God's Word has put me back in line. It's put me, God's Word will reach out and grab you and put you back in your place. Because, listen, and it's wonderful when God puts you in your place instead of a judge having to put you in your place. Amen? Are you hearing me, everybody? 
Isn't it, isn't, it, isn't it better when God puts you in your place than before a judge had to put you in your place or before your parents had to put you in your place or before your husband and your wife had to try to put you back in your place? Isn't it wonderful? Because with God, it's just been between me and God. And every time that I've had those thoughts and when Rhonda's had those thoughts, it's God that's put us right back in our place. And that's how we've been married for 33 years is because it's the Word of God that has corrected us and given guidance to our life. That's it. That's the secret. That's the secret to our marriage. You see, the Bible helps me keep God in his place that things may fall into place. Did you hear that? The secret is God getting in God's word. The Bible helps me to keep God in his right place in order that things may fall into place. And that's the secret to my life. Every good thing that's happened to me is because, you know, because every time I've kept God in his place, he's helped things in my life fall into place. It's amazing. It's the favor of God. And it's not just for me. It's for you. I want you to know that just because you don't have reverend in front of your name or prophetess in front of your name or priest in front of your name, just because you don't have a title like that does not mean that you, are, you don't have the same opportunities that I have with God. You get in his word. Let it get in you. Amen, everybody. So what I want to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you through these 21 days, I want you to read the Bible with me. Listen, I, I picked the book of Romans and the book of James. Why? Because they're practical books about living. It's how we should live. And so it's, a, right, it's great for today. It's how we should live. And so let's read these together every day. And listen, the, it sound, it's a chapter. That sounds like, oh, man, reading a chapter in a book is like, oh, my goodness, that's a long chapter. No, no, no. It may take you five minutes, if that long, to read a chapter. So why don't you just choose over the next 21 days that you're going to read the Bible every day for 21 days with me. And here's, the, here's the, the scriptures that you can read. Just check it off. Keep your card there again and you can check it off. And you can get this again through our app uh, right there. It's like our connection card is right there. You can find it. All right. The third thing, I was, well, let's say our statement again. You ready? Here we go. The Bible. I read, God breathes, and I live. Let's say it again. The Bible, I read, God breathes, and I live. The third thing, why should I read the Bible? Number three, reading the Bible is God's invitation to think bigger thoughts. 2 Timothy 3 and 16, all scriptures God breathed and is useful to teach us what is true, to make us realize what is wrong in our lives, and it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what's right. And here's the last part, look. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. In order for you to do better, you got to know better. You just can't do better, be better till you know better. God's word helps you to know better so you can do better and be better. What I want you to understand is this, is that you are not saved just to be good. Listen, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad that you don't smoke, you don't chew, and you don't run around with people who do. Good, good. Good, we'll give you a little pin for that. Great. But let me just tell you something. God has called you for more. God has not called you just to be good. God has called you to do good. And that's why in 2021, I'm asking every one of you to join me. And if you have not been through growth track, let's get ready. I know the pandemic's on right now. And you say, well, you know what? Our, our church, you know, I can only come occasionally because, you know, people in my family may have COVID. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Right now, you can take it online. Let's get ready for 2021. 
See, it's time God is calling you to do good. You can't, when you get to heaven, God's not going to ask you, well, did you, well, did you be good? No, 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 he's not going to ask you that. He's going to ask you, was you good and did you do good? And, you know, so it's time to come off the benches and it's time to get back in the game, right? And we need you now more than ever. People are hurting now more than ever. Wait, listen, you say, well, well, you know, what can I do? Well, we can say, hey, we'll let you make some phone calls. Just people are hurting. They need us now more than ever. And they need you. They need our church. And listen, without you, we're not a church. We need you to get in the game, re-engage in the game. I want to tell you this. I, I used to read this passage in Isaiah 55, 7 through 9. It says, let the wicked leave their way of life and change their way of what? Of thinking. You can never arise higher than your thinking. He said, let them turn to the Lord, our God. He is merciful and quick to forgive. Now, notice this next part. For God says, my thoughts, says the Lord, are not yours. My ways are different from yours. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways and thoughts above yours. I used to think, well, you know, I never can understand God because his ways are higher than my ways. But that's not true. God is inviting you and me in to think like him. He's saying, I want to expand your mind and that you can think bigger because the bigger that you think, the more potential your life has. And let me just tell you something. I know we're in the middle of this pandemic and I know there's been a lot of tension and we've seen a lot of death and sickness. We've seen a lot of stuff. But I want you to know that God is not done with you. As long as you have breath in your body and I have breath in my body, God has something bigger and better on the horizon. And let me just tell you, for Stockbridge Community Church, God is not done with us. I want you to know that we are going to get through this pandemic. We're going to get through it. And God has called us to reach back to the next generation. Why? Because they need us. And that's why we have to assemble together as much as we can. And that's why we created a 12 o'clock service with masks only so that people could come and be in God's house. Why? Because our next generation needs us now more than ever. You see, they need our testimony. They need, they need our story. They need our encouragement. And, and we need to reach back. And I want to tell you that God put in our heart that our church will reach into the community and that we will, be, we will have satellite campuses and we will do all kinds of things to change the world. Why? Because God's called us to bigger. Listen, I remember, I remember, I remember when I was 26 years old and become the pastor of this church, we were in a little building in Forest Park. And I remember I'd go in on that Tuesday morning, the ladies, the senior ladies had prayer meeting. And, you know, I was new and I definitely wanted to be around as many people as I could. And I would go to their prayer meeting. And I remember one lady looking at me and she said, Pastor Jeff, one day, one day our church, oh, we're going to have to knock the walls out of this church. I, I probably won't live to see it. And she wasn't that old. But I remember God putting something inside of me and saying that there's something greater. There's something greater. And let me tell you something. I believe that for 25 years, that there's something greater in God. And I don't believe we've come to this part, and we, I don't believe we've seen the best of God yet, and I don't believe we've seen the best that God has for us yet. And I'm here to tell you today that I'm dedicating myself. I'm 52 years old, and I, I don't believe that God's 
God has given me his best and I'm done now and my best days are behind me. I don't believe that at all. And I don't believe the best days for you are behind you. I believe there's better days ahead and we're going to get through this time, this season together and we are going to do what God wants us to do. And when we come out on the other side, it's going to be a whole nother story and it's going to be a new glory in God that we're going to talk about what he's done in our lives and how he's changed our community because God is the one that we're looking to now. Matthew 13 and 23, he said, the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times as much as had been planted. There's been seeds that have been sown in your life and maybe your life feels like a desert land. Matter of fact, maybe it feels like Death Valley. You know, in Death Valley, there's this desert. And maybe it just feels like your life feels like it's dry right now. And because there's sickness and death and all these things around you. And maybe you're just confused and all this going on. Maybe you feel so dry on the inside. But I want to tell you that God has sown seeds in your heart. As you read his word, he sows seeds in your heart. And what I want you to know that happened in Death Valley in 2005 was a miracle is in the driest place of all the, the, the country, is that out in this middle of this desert, all of a sudden in 2005, there come a rainstorm that happened. And as that rainstorm happened, a phenomenon happened, the environment changed, and all of a sudden, look at this picture. The picture of the flowers that you see there of Death Valley. I want to challenge you today. I don't, maybe you feel dry, but what I'm trying to tell you is that God is, is trying to send the rain as you get into God's word and God's getting to you. Not only are you sowing, he's sowing more seeds in your life. And let me just tell you something. Some of those seeds have been laying dormant in your life. God's got 2021 written all over those seeds. And this is going to be your year that you're going to see in your life the favor of God like never before. You're going to watch him do miracles and you're going to watch him do bigger things in your life. There's going to be greater opportunities because God is called you and me that we are Christians I am a Christian that grows in God's word that grows by reading God's word the Bible and by gathering with God's people today if you're not a Christ follower my friend I want to challenge you today you see without being a Christ follower there's no seeds that can come into your life and you're going to be dry but if you would just open your heart up to the breath of God, the Spirit of God, that's what Jesus said. Jesus said the Spirit of God, he said a person's got to be born again. You know, you say, well, I was born this way, a liar, a cheater, an adulterer. I was born this way. Let me tell you something. That's why you get born again, is that God's Spirit comes into your life and changes everything. And when you read his word, he breathes into you. Remember the Bible. I read, God breathes, and I live. I want to pray the prayer today to become the prayer to become a Christ follower. And if that's you watching or in this room, I pray that you will say it with me. Dear Lord, I come to you today and I need your spirit within me. God, I know I can't see it, I may not feel it, oh God, but you said it's like the wind. It's invisible. But I will notice a change in my thinking. And in my acting. So, Father, I invite you to come in and help me change right now. Forgive me of my sins and come into my life, Jesus. In your name we pray.
Amen. Amen, everybody. Let's give God a hand. Amen. So why don't, if you're in the room, check the card that says I'm the, our connection card. Please, everybody fill this out. Everybody turn one in. Just check the boxes. I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower. And then also, if you're watching online, the app we have, you have a connection card there. Please fill it out. If you made that decision, check that box so we can pray with you. And if you don't have a card and you're watching, you're in the room, then you can text the words following Christ to that number, 404-913-2654. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, right now we need your reign more than ever before. We need you to reign on the seeds that you've sown in our lives, seeds of healing, Lord, seeds of faith and not fear, God, seeds of determination, seeds of boldness, oh God, seeds of vision, and seeds of thinking higher thoughts. I ask you right now, Father, that you would let your rain fall in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Come on, let's sing this together, everybody. We need your rain. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.